0: WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your
1: home. Good morning and welcome to the Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ Radio worth listening to. And he, I'm your host, Grace Warren, here with Veronica Daugherty. Yes, and we have an exciting show today. We have a, uh, a guest today who is an expert in solar power solar water heating solar pool heating solar electric solar everything his name's patrick gallagher and he's gonna be joining us today and talking about that sort of thing so if you have any interest in that you should give us a call because i'm sure he'll be able to answer questions for you today and our number is 651
2: and if you want to text your questions in eight four five three nine seven 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 four three.
1: Great. So, um, I, you know, we're we have so much to talk about today with Patrick that I think we're just going to start right in on this topic because it's very. I think it's very interesting, and uh, I bet a lot of people out there do as well.
2: Uh, and I'm surprised at the enormity of the information information from our discussion in the parking lot by the way folks this is what we do in the parking lot we talk about the show (laughs) and then we're coming in and we're all prepared all righty so good morning
1: patrick
3: good morning grace good morning veronica um yeah there there's every time i have a conversation with anybody there are so many preconceived notions about what is and what isn't you know uh, right about one version of solar or the other um, Solar Electric, of course, has been very, very popular in the last uh, 10 years. It's it's come on enormously. And there's so much misinformation out there. And plus, people are getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of phone calls all the time. And I, my experience is they're completely fed up with it. I um, am. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't have time I for agree. that. I Picking agree. Picking up those phone calls, it's, it's, it's irritating to me.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's awful. And And, you know, I run up against that and really... In my life, uh, I'm not interested in having those phone calls, and I'm not interested in being the person making those phone calls. So, I work in a very low key way and uh, just consultatively, and really work completely on repeat and referral business rather than uh, chasing someone down. Uh, my attitude and my approach is that if you're interested in saving that money, um, then you you will. Uh, you'll you know I'll find my way to you. You'll find your way to me. We'll do the necessary homework and figure out how to uh, how to create a situation where where you're uh, you're keeping the money instead of giving it to the utility because that's it's it's as simple as that.
2: Right, Patrick. Before we really get into it, why don't you tell people how you can be reached?
3: Uh, well, the mm-hmm. easiest way to reach me is probably by phone. Uh, it's eight four five two five eight zero seven four nine and. Um, my, my email is somewhat long, so 845 and day or night, I'm always around. Good news. Okay. Right.
1: All right. So, you know, tell us about the company that you work with and exactly the type of thing that you you can do for people um, as far as just all the, the different aspects that you, you can do and, and, and tell us, you know, about the myths.
3: Sure, sure. Well, what I do right now, uh, I started my business 12 years ago, and um, I started doing solar hot water and solar pool heating. Uh, Solar Electric has been around. It's been very popular. Uh, There were many, many companies already doing that, and it seemed to me that I would have a little niche with the solar pool heating and solar hot water. And that has worked out quite well, but Uh, Things did change in the natural gas area, so prices went down. My business got a little bit slower, and I decided to supplement by selling solar electric, and only because the person that does the actual installations in the case of solar electric is someone I have known all the years, all the 12 years that I've been in this business, and I have every confidence in this person that if I sell a system— They'll install it in the way that I would install it on your house or Veronica's house or my own house, that it'll be done professionally. It'll be done well. Um, The company that we both work for is uh, Real Goods Energy, and Real Goods has been in business for 40 years. Nobody else in the solar industry has been around that long. They started out in California years ago and um, have maintained a market presence all that time. Uh, The bulk of our business is on the East Coast, and um, uh, we operate right now out of New City. We actually
1: have a phone call already. So, um, hello, this is Grace. How can I help you? Yes,
4: Grace. I wanted to ask Patrick a question. Sure. Um, Patrick, can you tell me if the um, solar... Panels are like solar tiles now, and they sort of look like roofing. I heard as far as the technology and also what incentives do people get for installing solar
3: uh, there are there are a lot of different ways that you can deliver solar energy into the house, and the solar roof tiles are a brilliant and uh, innovative way to go however uh, they're much more efficient in the hot Uh, and very sunny climates that you'd have out west uh, they their overall efficiency is less than the standard flat plate panel that we have all become used to and um the the delivery of energy um, you don't need to blanket the whole roof in those in those tiles Um, i think that they're going to become the thing possibly in the future but in the short term, if I'm buying a system from my own house, I absolutely would go with a flat plate proven technology, not because anyone should be afraid of what's new, simply because I would rather not be the guinea pig for a particular product as it emerges. Um, the flat plates are great. You can get more energy out of them now than you could ever get out of them before. And um, they just they just perform year after year after year. Uh, right, I think that w- another part of that question that I've forgotten already.
4: Uh, As far as incentives that you get, like rebates or anything, you know, from the utility companies, and does the utility companies buy back the power, and, you know, what are the incentives, basically?
3: Sure. The incentives are a 25% New York State tax credit, a 30% federal tax credit. So you've got 55% of anything that you purchase, uh, qualified solar equipment, 55% of that is going to be tax credit relief. In other words... If you pay $10,000, you're going to get $5,500 back as a tax credit. Now, everybody should check with their accountant. You have to have the tax appetite. I'm not an accountant. I can't give you tax advice, but that's how it works out. And um, there are also, on top of that, in New York State, very significant incentives from NYSERDA. So you you can end up with a, a huge percentage of qualified solar equipment paid for by Uh, New York State and the federal government. And, um, again, you'll have to give me the next half of that question. I can only do one at a time. how
4: long is it before you get a return on your investment? I mean, what what do you see people, you know, do they get it right away, you know, as far as, you know, they invest? It it really depends.
3: Yeah, it depends on your usage and it depends on on how much uh, energy you use and how you use it. But, you know, we've got people with return on investments as... Short as five years. You've got some people with 10 years. I mean, you've got people with a, with a two or three year return on investment, uh, you know, a commercial situation, depending upon how energy is used. Um, and the, the truth of the matter is that no matter what you, you know, invest and no matter what you uh, uh, get back, you get a return on investment the day you turn that system on. The day you turn that thing on, the money's coming back in. So you're either going to give that money to the utility or you're going to keep it. And it's really take all complicating factors out of it. That's how it is. Give it to the utility or keep the money.
1: And this is different because you're selling the systems; you're not leasing the systems. Right. So it's yes. a completely different situation.
3: And what is these the companies. maintenance?
4: Is there a lot of maintenance? And as far as re- re- replacing your roof and, and what's involved with all that?
3: You'd want to start with a, a reasonable roof. You don't want to you don't want to go out there and and put solar panels on an older roof that's shot. Um, one of the problems in the industry right now is that there are a lot of people. Uh, uh, Out there selling and they don't necessarily have the experience to recognize the condition of the house the condition of the roof even things as simple as where does the sun come up and where does the sun go down you know it's 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 a very competitive business and there's a lot of people out there um uh shooting from the hip uh you need to have people come that know what they're talking about that can look at your roof and make suggestions, even at the risk of losing a sale, if I see a, if I see a roof that will not stand up to it, I tell people I do not I think, uh, you think know. that
1: you would. You know, that would be the right thing to do. Yeah. Because, right. You know, right. Some yeah. people don't yeah. know. But thank you so much for your question. Sure. OK, I appreciate Thanks, you Patrick. calling in. Thanks. Take care. So that, those are a bunch of good questions. Um, Very yeah, and um, I think as far as the roof thing is concerned, I have heard of people putting those solar solar panels on roofs that are not good. So I mean, what happens when the roof needs to be replaced?
3: Well, and there's yeah. a lot
1: of weight on those things, isn't there? I mean,
3: well, actually, the, the weight is really not that much of an issue. The pounds per square feet are pretty small because okay. the weight's distributed over the whole over the whole roof. So, before any solar, any responsible solar company would install, you know. We, we put it through engineering. We look at the condition of the roof. We, we um, you know, do all of the engineering and all the design work up front because, it, at least for me, and I know for the company that I'm working for, I've been in my own business. I do not want to create any kind of situation where my customer is going to have to call me somewhere down the road and say, hey, Patrick, I've got a problem. We have to make these things, uh, uh, you know, forgive the term, but idiot proof for me for the customer. No one wants to think about it. We all want to install it, save the money, and move on from there.
2: Right. Hold that thought, Patrick. We're going to go back to this. We're going to be hearing a word from our sponsors. So don't touch that dial. We're going to be back with our discussion about solar with Patrick Gallagher of Gallagher Solar Thermal, Grace, and myself, Veronica
1: Daugherty. Be right back. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. This is Kim Starks, associate broker with Better Homes and Gardens, ran drill tape for the past eight years. Although I'm based in Warwick, I service all of Orange County. When you're ready to make a move, you can be sure that my top priority is making your journey in buying or selling a property as smooth and stress-free as possible. For more information, visit KimberlyStarksRealtor.com or call 845-258-7290.
2: Hi, this is Veronica Daugherty, a licensed real estate agent for 12 years with Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty. Although based in Warwick, I also serve Orange, Sullivan, and Ulster counties. My primary goal is to ensure that your home buying or selling experience is successful, meets your needs and desires, and is stress-free. For more information, visit Veronica veronicadaugherty.randrealty.com or call 845-544-5807.
5: Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 1105 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ,
4: radio worth listening to.
1: Hi, this is Pramila Mullick. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. for my show, Common Ground, and learn how you too can help protect Orange County. Call in with your comments and suggestions and be part of the solution right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to.
0: WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your
1: home. So we are back with myself, Grace Warren, and Veronica Doherty here with Patrick Gallagher of Gallagher Solar. And we're going to continue our discussion about solar energy And um, I I actually just got a question that was texted to me, and I'm going to ask Patrick about this. It's, um, will the utilities impose a surcharge to pay for the grid maintenance? They have in Nevada. Is that going to happen here?
3: I I think they have in Nevada, and I think they have in Arizona, which is very interesting, considering that the opportunity to produce enough solar energy to to power the entire country— exists in those states it's a very very small very small footprint that you would need in actual in in actual panels and you could power the entire country the utilities uh, i can't speak for nevada and arizona but i can tell you that broadly the utilities are the only business that are guaranteed a profit they are guaranteed by the government that they will make a profit and none of the rest of us have that luxury Uh, So, would they impose a surcharge? I'm sure that they have millions of dollars invested in lobbyists attempting to do that now. And the only offset to that, the only way that you can actually control your own energy costs, is to invest in an alternative energy. In most cases, I would say it would be solar. And put yourself in a position where you can say, look, my neighbors, myself, uh, my entire community, is interested in forget about (laughs) just conserving energy as important as that is to all of us we want to control our costs we don't want our households to be burdened with the expenses of electricity and gas when we can be doing it with our own money our own investments then you have leverage so you know the best thing i can tell you is if you really want to get something done you have to do it yourself very often and could the utilities impose a surcharge? I'm sure they could. I'm sure if we allow them to, they would. But so far, because of the pushback, because of the huge amount of people that are adopting uh, alternative energy, and solar in particular, that's not happening in New York. Um, and and I think that it's an unlikely situation in New York. Nothing's impossible.
1: No, it's not. So that's, that's just, it's interesting because... Um, you know they want to put a surcharge on the usage. I'm not even sure what you know what he was saying with the question, but I like well, explain that to me because I don't really know what that, what when, that you,
3: is. when you when um, you when you buy solar electric mm-hmm. and you start generating your own electricity, there are costs associated with first of all the energy because remember the utilities are only billing companies now, they charge you for delivery, and they charge you uh, for um, for uh, the product itself. And when you eliminate the need for them to deliver, and when you eliminate, you know, undercut the amount of product that they can sell you, you're undercutting their base load. Now, these are the same companies, as I said, that for many, many years and continue to have a guaranteed profit. They don't want that easy money to go away. Uh, To me, it makes no sense that if, if I collect rainwater, I'm not gonna pay the company for, for water. If I, you know, use a windmill and create my own electricity, why should I give any benefit to the utility? It's just a privileged and-
1: uh, Yeah, it's like basic, uh, to me, it sounds yeah. like, just get out of my way. Like you're just in the middle here.
3: Right, right, <laughs> and that's, that's exactly right. And that's, that's all that it is, is that they are middlemen, and it's, they own that segment of your wallet. And every time you install a solar panel, you put another dollar or you you gain more. You keep more of your money. And those are pre-tax dollars, too. Mm-hmm. You're paying your energy bill with dollars that you've already paid taxes on. When you uh, do what's avoid energy costs, avoided energy costs are dollars that you never have to spend.
2: So I can really see that uh, a lot of resistance to this because... Everybody's, well, from the utility yeah, the certainly, are crazy crazy they don't
1: want to deal with that. Yeah. But they, I think, it does it work differently if you're leasing the product rather than buying it? Because now the utility company <laughs> yeah. is involved, right? You yeah. still have to pay them. The,
3: the, the same companies, well, the utility companies are usually not directly involved. Um, with the leases, the leases are run through banks and other corporations that want the tax credits. And they take the tax credits, and they take a substantial portion of what you would have as savings. They provide a certain amount of stability in your electrical bill, but the truth of the matter is that the leases have been fading away at a dramatic pace because people have recognized that, look, anytime you go out and you purchase something like this, um, there's a certain amount of hassle involved. You have to go to the bank. You have to go to the leasing company. You have to listen to the salesperson. You have to take the advice of people that you might or might not know. The truth of the matter is that it's really not that complicated. I mean, you can go to... The financing source that's available through the uh, company you're buying from, you can go to your credit union, you can go to your local bank. If you just do that little bit of homework, you'll find that you can buy what you need, not more than you need, just what you need to offset the costs that make sense for you. Doesn't have to be 100%. Very often I tell people, don't make your goal of buying 100% of your energy offsets. There are no magic bullets. You get a certain amount of solar electric, you get a certain amount of home energy insulation, you get a certain amount of uh, solar hot water, you put in LED lights. There are a broad range of options that you can do to save yourself a lot of money. And really, when I started this business, I was shocked at the amount of older customers who had had, uh, in this case, solar hot water for 30 years, who are now in their 70s and 80s, and the systems after 30 or 35 years, which is how long they last, were starting to, you know, need more maintenance than it was worth. So I would replace those things. And these people were, you know, they were conservative. They were not the people that you would necessarily say, oh yeah, this guy's going to have solar electric. This guy's going to have alternative energy. These people understand the value of a dollar. Everybody that grew up in the Depression and all of us who are Mm -hmm. children of those parents, understand the value of a dollar and the real value is in creating your own energy there's no question about it much more conservative than than most of us would think
1: yeah it's very interesting cuz i've always you know i i've resisted those phone calls and it's all sure. because i had to lease the panels yes. and i'm like i don't want to lease anything and what we've found out as realtors that that creates other issues when you're selling a house that has these solar panels that are leased because, for a couple of reasons. Number one, maybe somebody doesn't want it. Yes. And then you have to pay out the lease, probably. The owner would that's, have to pay out. Someone's going to have to pay out that lease. Yep. And number two, if they do want it, whatever that monthly payment is that they're making to the leasing company becomes part of a debt. Yes. And it reduces the amount of house that they can afford to yes. buy. Yes. Yes. So it, it's different. I mean, you you may be paying less and, and not paying your electric bill, but the electric bill is not part of your debt. But that lease is part of your debt because it goes on for 20 years and it's something that you have to pay for for 20 years. So,
3: and, and the truth is that if you've owned a house for 10 years and you've paid your utility an electric bill for the last 10 years, you've already bought a solar electric system. You've already paid for it. The money that you would use to buy solar electric is being spent every single month anyway. The real uh, uh, obstacle, and it's easily overcome, And, and really no sales pitch here, it's easily overcome. You simply transfer the money you're giving to the utility into an investment that you make for yourself, put it on your roof or mount it on a rack in the backyard, and now you're saving money. It's really that simple, and you're not uh, burdened with a lease, and you're not complicating your life. You're making your life easier. You're I believe, and you're both realtors, so you could tell me if if it's if it's a purchase system, I think it raises the value of the house. it it lends to yeah, if,
1: because the person whoever's buying it is is getting the solar.
3: right. and they're 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 buying a house if you have two houses side by side and they're identical, but one has a lower electric bill. They have the same view. They have the same, you know, features. I'd buy the one with the lower electric bill. So, you know, a lease is not the way to go. A purchase is the way to go. And it's really not that complicated to do.
2: That's very interesting. I have a, a question, too. Maybe you know the answer to this one. I have some friends uh, up in Greenville, and they are working with rural electric. Yes. Now, do you have some they Costs are very low. Yes. And is there a reason for that? Are they somehow involved in any of this solar buyback grid work, anything like that? Or? Well,
3: I, I, I'm guessing, Veronica, that you're I, I think Sussex Rural Electric mm-hmm. goes over into Greenville. And those are actually cooperatives. And I was going to say, back, they sound yes. like they're
1: co-ops. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, so okay. They're,
3: they're actually owned by the individuals, which is the same thing as uh, when you – there's a corollary. If you buy solar electricity to install on in your house and you're paying a utility rather than a co-op, you're paying a lot of charges that a co-op would not be charging you because you'd own the co-op. Right. When you put solar electric on your house, you do you 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 are your own utility now, right you really instead of paying a utility, you become the utility. And uh, that's where the savings are. So if electricity with all things in, Costs you twenty cents a kilowatt hour now, you know, including all the charges and all the nonsense that you don't even really want to look at on the bill. If you divide it up, you take what was my bill and divide it by the number of kilowatt hours, you'd probably come up around here with something like nineteen or twenty cents mm-hmm. a kilowatt hour. Okay. When you put solar in and you factor that into the whole situation, you can easily find yourself in the seven, uh, six cents a kilowatt hour. So you've just knocked, uh, you know, let's say thirteen cents a kilowatt hour. Off of your monthly expenses, and that adds up dramatically over the years. It adds up to a lot. Well, it's of a big money. percentage it's for a, sure. It's a lot of college tuition. <laughs> it's a lot of swimming pools. I That's understand
1: right. that. That's I have right. a kid right now in college. Just yes. got the bill, so. <laughs> yes.
3: None of us throw money around. None of us are wasting. You know, you don't. You don't just open the window and throw money out the window every every day. And, and it's literally. I, I'm not kidding. You know, you're giving that money to the utility, and you could keep it. What do you want to do? Right. Uh, Interesting. Y-
2: yeah, and uh, I'm just kind of curious. That solar panel that you put on the roof, mm-hmm. you said that can also work for the pool?
3: Or- well, uh, no. Uh, there's, there's different types of panels. So uh, solar electric panels generate electricity. Solar hot water panels will heat hot water. And solar pool heating panels are generally a completely separate thing because they're they a seasonal, they're a large plastic panel, and uh, they're going to just heat the water for the pool. So there's there's different ways of doing it.
2: Okay. And I
1: love the idea of the solar heating the pool. I agree. Oh, and I, it's I, not yeah. one of those plastic things yeah. that you roll out. Exactly. It's no. an actual yeah. panel.
3: Yeah. It's an actual panel. It is, it is a polypropylene item, but the ones that you buy in the store uh, are just not going to stand up. And uh, the ones that... We install a completely different product and, and made to last. They have they have a 10- and 12-year warranty on them. Okay, very so. good, very good.
2: Patrick, hold that thought. We're going to be going to commercial, and uh obviously want you all to stay tuned, please, if you have questions. 845-651-1110. We're waiting to hear from you.
1: Thank you. This is fun. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at
0: marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hudson United Mortgage, the number one mortgage company, specializes in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Vanman Smart is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Hudson United Mortgage is a broker and correspondent lender licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut and specializes in residential loans in all three states. There are low down payments for first-time home buyers, and they'll offer you a $100 gift card just to look at your offer from another lender. To set up an appointment or for more information, go to HudsonMortgage.com. Hudson United Mortgage LLC NMLS 152355 is an NY Limited Liability Company and operates with the following licenses. Licensed Correspondent Mortgage Lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance, a registered mortgage broker with the NYS Department of Financial Services. All NY loans are arranged through third-party lenders, not affiliated with Hudson United Bank.
3: This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams
1: a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old-fashioned service. Visit
3: randrealty.com for more information.
1: Hi, this is
4: Dominic Kuchera. As New York taxpayers, you pay enough for good government. So why aren't you getting what you pay for? Find out every Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. on Reclaim New York, right here on WTVQ radio worth listening to. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Baden
5: Kruhulik, the lawyer guy here on WTBQ Radio. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions right here on WTBQ.
4: WTBQ
5: we have hazy sunshine, quite warm and humid today. Slight chance of an afternoon shower or thunder shower moving through as temperatures reach the upper 80s. Fair to partly cloudy tonight. Some patch areas of fog, 68 to 73. Look for tomorrow to see hazy sunshine, warm and humid conditions. Scattered showers or thunderstorms in the afternoon, 88 to 90. Fair to partly cloudy early tomorrow night, then partly cloudy overnight, down into the upper 60s. And Wednesday, hot and humid, hazy sun near 90. I'm meteorologist Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center.
0: WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home.
1: Hello, we're back. I'm Grace Warren, and this is the real real estate show on WTVQ Radio worth listening to. And we're here with my co-host today, Veronica Doherty, and with our special guest, Peter Gallagher. And we are talking about solar energy today. Uh, seems to be very interesting to topic. It is to me, and I think Veronica is very interested in it, and I bet everybody listening is, is interested in it as well. So one of the things we were talking about is, um, what was that last thing we were discussing? Uh, selling the energy back? Yeah, la- yeah, selling the energy back. That was a question that we had about how that works.
3: Well, um, in New York, what it's called is uh, net metering, and what that means is that you have to be tied to the utility um, in order to return the power, the overused uh, power. So when you do net metering, the utilities offer a rebate, and that's that's how that that gets done. But basically, if you use 20 kilowatts uh, a day and you produce 25, they're gonna they're gonna store and give you credit for those five kilowatts. So for instance, in the summer months right now, people are producing energy hand over fist. And they may be producing dramatically more than they would be using than they would be making in February. And they may be using less. So you have an overage. If you have a hundred extra kilowatt hours and all of a sudden in February when there's less solar resource, when the sun goes down sooner, you need those hundred kilowatt hours. They're offset. The real trick, and it's pretty simple, is to figure out when your month to settle up, just like any budget bill situation, and it's kind of the same thing, uh, when your month to settle up is you want to have used up all the extra electricity that you used in January and February, uh, and and you want to come out as even as you possibly can. So you made a ton in June, July, and August. You didn't use it all. It carried over. And in January and February, you you... You weren't making as much. You were using more. that's when
1: you use up your credits. It sounds
3: confusing. It's really straightforward. No, it sounds. I I, I totally get it. Yeah. Very, very straightforward.
1: So now in the Northeast, I'm assuming that happens more often than, say, like Arizona. Well, interestingly, in the
3: Northeast, New York is uniquely positioned in that uh, the demand for electricity is significantly higher during the period of time when you have the most sun. So this time of year when everybody wants the air conditioning on— um, the sun's out, and uh, you know, over the years, you could have a rainy summer, you could have a rainy uh, period, but over the years, the period of time when the demand exists is the period of time when you're going to be making the most electricity. So it really it 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 fits hand in glove beautifully. Uh, you don't have to be in Arizona; the the results in uh, in uh, in New York are fabulous. Hmm.
1: Interesting, right? Because yeah. you know, you you think about it. We, um, we're much colder, and, and we don't have as many sunny days, especially in the winter time. So it, it's interesting that it works here as well as it does. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's certainly something to consider, I think, for for people who have not thought about it before just because of the whole way they were doing the leasing. And maybe buying it out is a good idea. And there's ways to finance it, too. It's
3: very, very simple to finance it. it it's just not complicated. The banks recognize it as something of value. Um, they're... they're it's really no problem, and as you were talking about before, uh, when when you're involved in a real estate transaction, if you have actually purchased the system, um, it's it's really transparent in a real estate transaction. It's just part of the house. It's like a dishwasher or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So um, if you if you have purchased it as opposed to leasing it, you're just way ahead of the game in that regards. Um, Purchase is the way to go. You're going to get the most return on investment, and uh, it's the only way that I would ever consider buying a system.
2: Uh, If I'm completely off on this, you could let me know, but uh, is that the type of system where it depreciates over time? You know, you've made the initial investment, and year after year it loses its value, Uh, or does it not work uh, that
3: uh, way? Let's put it this way. Uh, All of the solar panel manufacturers guarantee that the panels will be producing Uh, a certain amount after 25 years. So depending upon the panel, depending upon the manufacturer, you know, they might say that, look, it comes out of the factory at 100%, and it's going to lose uh, a very small percentage of efficiency, maybe a half a percent or a quarter percent uh, per year. So in 20 years, it'll be producing at a rate of 92% of its original stated uh, um, uh, efficiency. So... In that regard, yes, it does deteriorate. On the other hand, uh, we're becoming much more energy conscious and using energy in better ways all the time. So a system that's producing 100% of your energy right now, as time goes along and new efficiencies like LED lights are introduced and new uh, types and ways of using energy are introduced, you might find that... 25 years from now, you have a system that you installed in 2017. It's producing 80% of what it produced when you bought it new. And that 80% is still serving 100% of your electrical needs. Because it's not going to be that it stops producing. It's not going to drop dead. That thing will still be making energy long after it has depreciated in every other way. The functional aspect of it is still going to be working, and and I really believe that uh, people installing solar now are going to get so much more money out of it than uh, than you know the reasonable claims that can be made at this point. Uh, you got to believe the reasonable claims that can be made at this point. You don't want to. I never want to overpromise. I always want to underpromise. I always want to overdeliver, and I really believe that uh, twenty or twenty-five years from now you'll still be making a tremendous amount of uh, power and saving a tremendous amount of money. Well, it's
1: true with those LED lights. You're using so much less energy than the incandescent lights. I mean, everyone's changing them over to that right now. So just to save the power, I mean, you really are saving. And they, just like on Christmas tree lights, you know, those LED lights, you run them for the whole season and they're a couple of dollars to run as opposed to the old-fashioned lights that they used to have, which ran, you know, I don't know how much they cost, but I'm sure it was more than a dollar.
3: Hundreds and hundreds of dollars.
1: Well, and even with LED lights, you know,
2: with anything actually that the consumer is interested in purchasing or any kind of renovation, um, you know, there's always a a certain amount of negative information out there. And I know that the LED lights also got a little bit of a ding. Uh, Something about... Something about carcinogenic or whatever. No,
3: no, no, those were the those were the um, the compact fluorescents. They oh, have the a lot of mercury in them. Yes, okay. yes. The LEDs were the first. it was incandescent, then there was compact fluorescent, and now there are LEDs, and the LEDs are becoming progressively There's
1: mercury in them or something. Yeah, right a huge amount of mercury
3: in them. Yeah, and uh, so the the LEDs are becoming increasingly more efficient, and you can, you know, uh, governments uh, operations like this radio station. Um, I mean, the town of Warwick is incredibly progressive. I'm sure that they have relamped uh, using much more efficient bulbs. They have a very big solar electric system. They have solar hot water on the town hall. Uh, you know, so so particularly uh, those of us that are either conservative by nature or, or uh, just plain interested in saving money, People are going in these directions. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I think that's a real eye-opener, too, when people come up to this area. You know, most people think you're in the country, you're still kicking the cow things across the field and stuff. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yes. But when you get here and you see how progressive the area really is and the inroads that they have made, it's really astonishing. Because in some ways, we're even better than some of the other places, like
1: Outside of our area, sure. you know, in the city, the Bronx, whatever. I mean, you yeah. Know. Uh, oh, I, I have a, a funny story that I'm going to bring up now, too, then, because of this. I was speaking to somebody who was wanting to come up to look at a house, and she said, Oh, I see there's a well on the property. <laughs> and i and she's i said yes there there is there's a well on here she goes how does that work do i have to go out there and, and turn pump? it on in the morning <laughs> and pump it up and, and she goes how does it get into the house like she totally had no idea how it worked and it was it was just like I, I couldn't believe she had no idea how it works. And I, I, I started giggling a little bit. I'm like, oh, no, it, it, it works by electricity, and it pumps it into the house, and you don't have to go out there and maintain any of this, any of this um, well thing. you know. <laughs> she just couldn't believe it. it was it's so true. funny. It's true. A lot of the older homes here,
2: too, they still have those pump wells, yes. but they're not operational right. anymore because they've already made those changes. And <laughs> I had a woman go to a place in Black Meadow, and she said, oh, does this work? And I'm like, no, no, just decoration.
3: <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and the thing is, we're sitting here eg- exactly to your point. We're sitting here, Pennings Farm is across the street. Uh, the, the, High school is built on, uh, I think, part of the old Baird's farm, and Baird's are still there farming. Uh, Technic Growers right over here. You've got Bob at Technic Growers with, with huge solar electric systems at his home. You've got a gigantic solar electric system going in across the street for the high school. Is that uh, what's
1: going in over there right yes, now? I was, yes. I was yes, just thinking, yes, though, what is yes. happening over there?
3: The Pennings family has got uh, a tremendous amount of solar electricity, and, you know, the, the people who. <laughs> People who are paying attention to where their money goes are heavily invested in solar electric. And there's no reason why individuals all over the place, all of us, can't be doing the same thing and saving a lot of money.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think we're we're going to be ready for a break right now. So we will be right back. I'm Carol Rogers. We are excited to announce our partnership with Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty and to introduce you to the Carol Rogers Real Estate Team. Susan and I listen and strive to make your experience stress-free. And I'm Susan Schneider.
2: Between Carol and myself, we have sold over 200 homes at Warwick Grove alone. And now we also cover the greater Hudson Valley. Visit us at carolrogerssells.com for a complimentary market analysis and we will answer all of your real estate questions.
1: This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together.
4: This is Clark Howard. You're reading an ad, not a news story. Be careful that you don't get kind into spending money with someone who's just taking advantage
3: of you with propaganda.
1: Clark Howard, weekdays from 1 till 3. Tune into the Nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your Nonprofit Notebook, Tuesdays at 11 a.m., WTBQ, radio worth listening to.
0: WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your home.
1: Good morning. I'm Grace Warren, and we're here with the Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. I'm here with Veronica Doherty and Patrick Gallagher, and we are discussing solar energy today. It's been a really great topic. Yes, I think it has. there's a lot of information that we've gotten today that I I, I didn't know anything about. So I'm it's and there's very a lot more. And there's a lot more. Like there's, we are probably we're be looking the at next... a book
2: there that's about an inch and a half thick, and it says <laughs> "Solar Living Source Book." So I got to tell you, if you have a lot of free time,
1: yeah, if somebody has a, a question good... and wants to call in. We'll actually um, give you one of these books, which is uh, so much information about solar energy if you're really, really interested in it. So give us a call at 845-651-1110. And um, we're going to go, we're going to talk a little bit about the cost. Um, It's, you know, not exact because every house is completely different. It's, and Patrick's going to explain to
3: you why. I think, you know, I think the best way to do this is um, uh, every house is different. Everybody's usage is different. Everybody's orientation is different. So if you're dead south, You're going to produce more electricity, but that doesn't mean that if you're, you know, if you're more to the West, that you shouldn't do it. Uh, I have an example on my computer of a horse farm over in, I think it's Bedford. Um, This is a pretty large system. Um, It ends up that this man's average current utility bill is $195 a month. That's the average current utility bill. The average utility bill with solar, if he chooses to install this system, is going to be $16.76. So he's saving $178.24 a month. Amazing. It's an 11.4 kilowatt system. It's going to produce 14,212 kilowatts a year for him. And uh, I have to scroll down on my computer a little bit here. It's going to provide, in his case, 93, almost 94% of his total electricity. Not every house has enough room that you can do that much of a percentage of your electricity. But, you know, if your average bill was 195 and you could save half of it, why wouldn't you do it? Your initial investment would be less. You know, it's really it's it's easy for me to spend anybody else's money. Okay, so. I understand myself personally the resistance to looking at a number and saying, oh, my God. However, in this case, you're going to spend that money anyway. You're going to give that money to the utility. When you buy a car, it depreciates. It loses value the minute you buy it. When you buy a solar electricity uh, system, when you buy solar electric, it starts paying you back the minute you install it. So really, you have to get over, you know, all of us have to get over our, our ingrained, you know, gasp at, oh, I, I'm, you know, we buy cars like, oh, yeah, I bought a new car. It's a big celebration. You might as well say, hey, I just threw away 20,000 bucks and I love it. <laughs> With solar electricity, you can say, hey, I just spent 20,000 or whatever you spend on it. And now I'm going to get the money back. And it's the truth. It's how it works.
2: And what's the size of the home on that property?
3: Uh, this happens to be a uh, uh, two houses where we're going to do something called uh, remote net metering. So he's got a uh, converted barn that he has a tenant in, and that has a big south roof on it. And right across the driveway is a smaller home that he lives in. So we both meters will end up in his name. The uh, solar electric will go on the barn, the converted barn with the big south roof, and um, um, you know he'll he'll end up serving both of those both of those loads, and as I say, dramatically dropping it. I mm-hmm. know, Veronica, I don't know if I completely answered your question though. What did, you, what did you just ask me? Oh, I
2: was just wondering about the the square footage of the home. Oh, the
3: square footage. Yeah, it, it has less to do. Uh, it, I put it this way: how much space you have for solar is more the question. The square footage of the home. It doesn't necessarily dictate how much electricity you're going to use. The electricity is simply what are your habits. You know, how much electricity. Yeah. Do you like your
1: house to be 68 degrees in the middle of summer or 74?
3: Right. And and some houses. You have kids
1: taking showers. That um, you know, if you have four kids at home Mm -hmm. and they're all taking showers, they're going to use a lot more power. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. I used to tell people when I was doing a lot of solar hot water systems that you know, it's great when your kids wake up at noon. And, you know, they're taking an hour-long shower because now all you have to do is pick up the towels instead of just paying this gigantic bill for electric or propane or whatever it is, you know. That is
1: what teenagers do, especially in the summer, isn't it? They wake up at noon. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it's exactly what they do. A lot of houses also, you know, I don't know about up here, but a lot of houses, depending upon where you live, are all electric. And then your electric bills can be enormous. I mean, and uh, whether your electric bills are large or small, you know, uh, if you don't like paying that bill, there's an easy way to get around it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and in a relatively short period of time, somewhere between five and seven years, they'll be paying you.
2: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. Um, with regard to uh, houses being all electric, what happens to the person who likes to have, well, likes to have a, a gas stove,
3: Well, I mean, in many cases, people with an all electric house will have propane for gas. Okay, so so, so So that'll
2: be it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. okay.
3: But, you know, Mm. you might have, you might choose, uh, you know, somebody who has an electric hot water heater, you know, might not choose to change it. And if they have solar electric, all of a sudden the cost of keeping that tank hot all the time is being provided by the sun, Mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, You don't know when the utility prices are going to go up. You know they're going to go up. You know that they have a guaranteed profit, which really bothers me. Uh, You know that every year they're going to make money, and every year they're going to be making money off of you. Every day, on the other hand, the sun's coming up. It doesn't matter whether it's raining or not. Behind the clouds, the sun's there. And on average, you're going to gain so much more just by virtue of the sun coming up and having panels on your roof. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're going to... in this case, be able to outfox the utility. So positioning
2: of the home also. Yes. If I were to put panels on the roof, I've always liked Southern exposure. Is that better?
3: South is perfect. Perfect. South is absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the things you want to be careful of is you can can very easily put panels on east-west roofs. You can put panels on south roofs. one of the things that's going on these days is that some of the companies are out there and their guys are getting paid just on the basis of how many panels they put on the roof. And they're installing them everywhere. Okay. So you really want to make sure that you're getting value for your dollars. Mm-hmm. Just because a panel's on the roof doesn't mean it's it's paying for itself.
1: We have another phone call. Hello, this is Grace. How? What can we do for you? You got to have a question for us?
5: Uh, yes, a question and a point to make. Hello, good morning.
1: Good morning.
5: Uh, you mentioned earlier Outfox, the utility. You never will.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me
5: explain something to you. There are two types of solar electric, electric systems out there. One is the one that um, it goes through the meter. You generate solar electricity. It gets metered, but you don't get charged for the commodity or the transportation to bring it to your house. That's what most people have. The second system is a completely islanded system that the utility knows nothing about it. What I see the day when people who will have plenty of money, like myself, will put an islanded system, then you see the utility is going to be selling you a lot less electricity. What they're going to do is they're going to make the rate structure such that they will get their money. Because there's a lot of facets to your utility bill. It's not for the commodity and the transportation. Number one is the tax. Number two is a social order where... You subsidize the poor, you subsidize people on public assistance, and you subsidize big corporations that move in to give them less well, electricity. we can't necessarily
1: a, change the political climate and what, well, you know, there, people there, there, do. All,
5: all of your profits that you're, you think you're going to have by using less electricity, by making it yourself, will get negated. So I, I see that. Okay, so... And you have that ugly thing on your roof.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Because I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to. I'm in the ch-
5: industry 37 years. What, Believe what? me, they get theirs.
1: Okay. So, uh, based on that, my question is, can you go completely off the grid and not deal with the utility company oh, at all?
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay. How does that? How yeah. would that? Yeah. Yeah. You,
3: you can go completely off the grid, and uh, and it's not necessarily more expensive. To do it or not you know many people do not have the resources of our last caller there and uh, I'm sure he has some valid points but I can tell you based upon the experience of many many customers uh, that I've encountered over the last 12 years there is so much opportunity to save money here and to, certainly to me it's very significant money it's it's the cost of operating my home on a day-to-day basis goes down dramatically and uh, the luxury of not worrying about that is is one that's certainly beyond me. Uh, you know, the uh, the solar electric. Also, to the to the caller's point about it being ugly, I have so many customers who are so proud of their homes who have uh, solar on them and who said to me at the outset, uh, Patrick, I'm afraid about how it's going to look. Well, I can tell you, none of those customers, and I, I, I'm not kidding you. Those customers have told me later on they said Patrick I don't even see it anymore. To me the constant uh, appearance of telephone poles and they were called telephone poles so that the electric companies wouldn't have to call them what they really were they carry the electricity. The constant appearance of telephone poles they they have got to be the ugliest things on the planet and they they're are. everywhere.
1: I can't I don't everywhere. know why we just haven't dug Trenches and put the power in there. I know it's because the utilities, solar. utilities Very, don't want yeah. to pay for it, right? You know. Right. <laughs> Unless they get a hundred people
2: filing, because I know that happens up in Greenwood Lake. Sure. They'll pull those lines up, but you have to have everybody sign an application. It's like three or five pages long.
1: And they're probably
2: paying for it. The homeowners are paying for right. it, right? And, and new
3: developments bury the lines. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Which is
2: perfect, but you know, again, those lines have to be pulled out.
3: Yeah. Solar panels are uh, solar panels are are really uh, becoming less and less visible, more and more common, and they protect your roof on top of that.
1: And if, you don't even need to have like you're saying some people are selling as many as possible to yeah. put on there, but you not don't necessarily need as many as people are putting no. on there. Is that no. what you're telling no. us? No, my,
3: my goal is is, you know, take each individual customer, you know, whether it's Grace, Veronica, or Patrick, take the customer, look at the situation, you know, figure out what the pill is and Make it so that you're getting the best value for the money and leave it at that.
1: And some of these panels can be put on um, like sheds. You can put them, yes. In you can yard put them somewhere. Place. And, you know, I saw there's one on Route 94 that has like trees in front of it. So you yes. can't really even see it. Yes, you know? yes.
3: And I can tell you, I know which one that is. And I wasn't in the solar electric business when that went in. And many, many people said to me, oh, that's so ugly. I said, what about the telephone poles? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening. And this is Grace Warren and Veronica Doherty. Thank you, Patrick. It's great. Thank you so much.